0: Hi, uh, hello you're welcome to another episode of Victoria Speaks And this is Victoria (laughs) So yeah, today I want to talk about um, a story in the Bible In the book of 2 Samuel 6 And then it's in the verse 7 Where Uzzah died, because it touched the ark So, yeah, backup story. So, the Ark of uh, Covenant was stolen in in a war, or a fight, battle, whatever you can call it, between Israel and the Philistines. And in this fight, Saul died, Jonathan died, and the Ark was taken away okay so after then um david became king he was crowned king and david fought the people the philistines and got back the ark so on his way back to um the camp of israel to israel they were dancing celebrating rejoicing so, the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark is usually carried by oxen. So, uh, the oxen that was carrying this, the Ark, stumbled. And uh, the Ark would have fallen. In quotes. Falling in quotes. But, um, we should know that there is... a. Uh, God already made there is a covenant, an instruction. It's forbidden to tr- to touch the ark. It's forbidden to touch the ark. But then um Uzzah Uzzah is an Israelite, he's one of the servants. He tried to hold the he held the ark from falling. He thought he was trying to help. But God was angry and cute Uzzah so that's uh just a summary of what happened there and then um in the past when I looked at this verse I'm like goodness like God like oh my goodness that God was unfair and whatnot but when I last week I was reading the book of um Exodus In how the ark was made. And then I realized. Why God killed Uzzah. And I'll tell you. So the ark of covenant. If you read the book of uh, Exodus. The ark of covenant was made. From scratch. By the children of Israel. They made it. The brought in wood. And the. all the resources, the gold, everything, the bronze, the silver, everything, the curtains, everything that made up the ark was made by the children of Israel. The craftsmen made them. The all the they gathered, they contributed resources, and everything they had, money and uh, silver, shekels of whatever in that they had in that back then, to make this ark. Okay so in um uh, uh, in fury it looked like in the practical sense actually it looked like a man made product and no the children of Israel God commanded them always told them that they should share the stories the story of how they left the, the land of Egypt how God saved them delivered them with a strong mighty hand how they survived in the wilderness and made it to the promised land. They were supposed to share the stories to their children. So the generation of David when was not a generation in the wilderness. They did not make the ark. But I believe, I strongly believe that they were told the story of how the ark was made. Okay? So they were told that we made this ark from scratch we built this ark and then god supposedly dwells in it i'm saying this loose label god actually dwelt in that ark okay so now back to the story back to uza so before so the fact that this ark and they believe that god dwelt in the ark because no one touched the ark but the fact that the Ark could be stolen, that the Ark could be stolen by the Philistines, made must have made it look, I don't know what happened there, I'm just saying, I'm just trying to uh, make sense of what happened, um, must have made the Ark look ordinary and nothing supernatural about it, like just a piece of furniture that was made and we're just supposed to believe that God dwells in this ark. Okay. So Uzzah saw this mundane thing. This piece of furniture trying to fall. Because oh my goodness. This furniture could not help itself. It was If it was really the ark of God. It couldn't have been stolen. It shouldn't have been stolen by the Philistines. Why was it stolen? Why was it easy to steal this ark if God actually dwelt in it? So, I think that Uzza lost the reverence for the Ark. He began to think that the Ark is not powerful as they claim it is. He thought of it as ordinary, he thought of it as not supernatural. And I think that he was not the only one. I think all the people were like him thinking the same thing. So when he tried to touch the ark, he was trying to touch the ark like he was trying to help it, like helping this weak thing that could be stolen. Forgetting that God dwells in that thing, in that ark. Helping this thing that could be stolen because it's not supernatural. It's not powerful. That's what I think happened because I believe God is just. So that's what I think happened. He looked at his heart and he was angry that, how dare you? Because the Bible said that God was angry. It was angry that, how dare you think that you can help me from falling? That I'm powerless. That I cannot help myself. Because David had to rescue the ark. He had to fight to get the ark back. So it looked like God cannot fight for himself too. Why couldn't just the uh, ark just appear, so uh, supernaturally? If it was that which superna- was actually something supernatural, you know what I mean? I don't know, but that's how I feel, and I think God made an example of Uza. Uza was a scapegoat. Yeah, Uza was a scapegoat to to sound a warning to anyone else. That thing that Ark has lost its power, that is just the furniture and that it could, that because it was stolen then, it's not powerful. And that's what happened. That's why God had to kill him, to make a scapegoat of him and to punish him for thinking low of the almighty. That's why I think happened. It's not in the Bible, what I'm just saying. But that's the insight I have about this, the, the, the death of Uza. And in, the, in this contemporary time, how does it apply to our lives now? It's that sometimes there are cases where you see people that you met, you saw their mess, you saw what they were before they met Christ. They were a mess, <laughs> a total mess. And um, you were privileged to see their becoming. And just like the children of Israel, perhaps you were um, instrumental in their becoming. Maybe you preached to them or you helped them. You gave them, uh, you bought a Bible for them. You invited them to Bible studies. You saw the process of how they became who they are now. You saw them. Okay, so let's say they stumble or the fall or something. You see something in their life that make that you think, oh, then you start forgetting that. You have this person, but the Holy Spirit is now living in them. God has chosen this person as a vessel, and then you start thinking of them as ordinary or you we start thinking that because oh yeah I I knew what this person was like I even helped him and whatnot so now you think because you saw that process you think this person is just who he was you 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 look at them with the eyes of the past forgetting that God now dwells in this person so when you try To believe to them. Or when anyone tries to believe to them. And mock the God in them. He will forever prove. That surely. There are treasures in earthen vessels. Yes. God will prove that to you. To sound a warning. And to sound an alarm to anyone. That thinks. That this person is ordinary. Just so you know. And to reiterate the verse that said, Touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. So, this is just the insight I have about this verse and about this story. Because when people talk about this story, that like, oh my God, that God was just wilding. I don't think God was wilding. I think it had to be done just to prove a point that He's Almighty. God by Himself, He does not need anyone's help. And he is no wake. He is almighty, strong, powerful Elohim. Have a blessed day.